Hey, everybody, it's John, and thanks to everybody who helps us out every week by going to patreon.com slash steal this beer and throwing a couple of bucks our way so that we can mail beers to our guests and have some fun conversations resulting from that. So uh, if you're not already, go check it out. It's patreon.com slash steal this beer. Uh, as Cass says, a little bit goes a long way, and we appreciate the support. Now, here come the sirens. Steal This Beer, a candid weekly discussion about beer, over beer, by a couple of guys that think about beer way too much. Hey y'all, it's five o'clock on Monday and we are stealing beer from a feisty little kitty cat named Justin Kennedy. I'm Augie Carton. What is up? Hey, Augie Carton. I'm just living my best life. Yeah, I know. You're out there in the greater Pocono Mountains, snow squalling it up with a with a mixed charcuterie board, a pickled veg, soft cheeses, steelhead trout roe. Devil you know eggs, it. chef, uh, and chef jo- Josh Thompson knows knows how to knows how to put together salumi, salumi. You know it. Nice, well I'm, done. I'm just I'm I'm having a I'm having an okay day, and it's, it's it's only about to get better. Now, if you guys listened last week, we had back to back Brooklyn pint cans, both of which showed as a little whiny, and Kennedy told us that there was going to be a dramatic change in today's beer. So don't don't don't. Stand by. And the person, the accomplice du jour that we are drinking these beers three and four with today is Jen Newman, CEO, founder, co-owner of Young Lion Brewing outside Rochester, New York. What's up, Jen? How are you? Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. How are you? We're all right. We're all right. Uh, So this week's version of John Hall's best life has already been explained, but last week's version of John Hall's best life (laughs) was in Rochester, I assume, with you. Am I I right in assuming that? Did you guys get to spend time during the Cremail Wars? About 150 of us got together and judged over a thousand beers, uh, New York State beers from the New York State Brewers Governor's Cup. Yeah. Interesting. And how, wait, is that, okay. There's something at tap that I thought was the this governor's is, cup. This is, is this different. That? Okay. Does yeah. the governor just, is he just not discerning with cups? He'll, <laughs> he'll cup all around. How well, many cups, how many cups is a governor allowed to have? Or is that the old governor's cup? And now the new governor has their cup. What's going on here? I don't, I, it's just always been the governor's cup. Yeah. I, I think yeah. at tap, I think it was always best of show or something like that. Whereas uh, this this competition is part of the New York State Brewers Guild, of which there is only one guild. They are all united under a in such guild. a big state. They only have one guild. I well, would think I mean, seven. there's there's like splinter ones in like the city, right? But you know, oh, that's right. Yeah, that's there's true. There's like regional guilds as opposed to whatever. Um, so wait, the New York City Brewers Guild landscape authentically matches the. I'm sorry, the New York State. Brewers Guild landscape authentically matches the New York State governing body landscape. This is Weird. fascinating to me. I didn't know that. Yeah, we we all break up into regional areas, and then we all have our groups, and we all get together. And um, yeah, it's actually a fantastic guild. We're we're really lucky to have them. 
And somehow Rochester gets to set, sit in judgment of all the rest of them? Well, we just make them come to us. Excuse <laughs> we're, me, we're excuse me but who the fuck is Rochester? I don't know. You guys were in charge of, charge yeah. of the governoring of, of all things state yeah, beer. I That's awesome. I, I want to say that Ethan Cox, who's the competition director, uh, was telling me why they chose Rochester to do judging. But then I feel like we went out for beers and <laughs> we went to Fifth Frame and had a couple of boom booms. And, and era- erased yeah. said memory. Yeah, I think uh, most of the admin team for the guilds uh, for the um, Brewers Association is in Rochester. So I think that that's probably just because it's such a, a uh, labor intensive thing to put on. Um, I think that's probably a big piece of it. But, you know, I got to say, when when I was invited to go and it was like, hey, come to Rochester in February. <laughs> Maybe it was just the <laughs> pandemic talking. Yay. But I was like, yeah. I'm in. I, Game I on. I'm really good at staying inside now. And I got to say, <laughs> what a cool brewing region. I mean, other half has their spot up there. Jen has uh, has her spot there. In downtown Rochester, there's six or seven breweries that are all doing some really cool stuff, including Rock Brewing Company, which has a Rauk beer named after me. Um, so all in all, it is, it's, it's, it's a pretty vibrant and fun beer city. I didn't get a garbage plate. Uh, which, which I, I regret. John, what, what the heck? I, you know, Kennedy, my man, it was, uh, they're just there. It was that or have another beer. And I chose wisely. Yeah. There were many beers being had. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine where, so did you get a Jenny heavy? Did that work out? Uh, I had, I had, uh, I, yeah, I had a red eye. I had a Jenny cream. They have a fun little uh, nano brewery in the uh, in a, in addition to the to the big place that pumps out all of the uh, uh, the Genesee and Magic Hats and all the other stuff that that comes out of there. And they had like a nice Bach that was on and a and a few other. They had like a cranberry orange Keller something, which was a little bit strange. But that's um, a, that's a lot of words that don't go together. Yeah, especially when it comes to Genesee. But yeah, but all in all, it was it it, it was a lot of fun. And and Augie, your beers. Uh, were also consumed in Rochester. The beers that I picked up from the brewery uh, loaded up on a on a hotel uh, luggage cart, wheeled it in from the car, and everybody was lobby drinking uh, a variety of your beers. Oh, fun, fun! I hope they all enjoyed the uh, pre-shied cream cheese. Uh, um, yes. <laughs> so let, let's talk to Jen about her beers. Now that we've talked to Jen about her region's beers, um, Young Lion is what. Five years old, six Young, years old, yeah. minus 2000, two. 2017, we opened okay. our doors, uh, started the project in 2011, um, really started building it from the ground up in 2015, but just took that long to build the building and, and open up a uh, 35 barrel system, 590s. Wow. Um, That's big. We went a little yeah. big. Yeah. Uh, thought that was the right way to go. And I'm still glad that we did it. But, um, but yeah, obviously, you know, when you open up the doors to build the brand, you know, with that kind of capacity, you know, it's been a challenge, but, um, but I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't do it another, any other way. I'm, I'm glad we have the capacity to keep going. Interesting. Interesting. I don't, right. so when I opened here, we couldn't do that Sam Calagione brew pub. I want to make a beer a week, find the 10 best and then grow the business plan. And I always kind of wished I could have, 
but we were forced kind of not into the size you're talking about, but you know, there was no sense to doing a business that couldn't distribute to 200 bars because you weren't allowed to sell your own beer. Wow. Um, And now 10 years later, I'm still trying to figure out how to maximize my system, but I don't know that I'd have gone bigger or smaller. You know what I mean? I've just lived with it so long. That's where my head is at. Do you think you're just learning to accommodate what that system lets you do and doesn't let you do? Or do you really feel like you've keyed in on this is the best way to make the beers we want to make? Yeah. Um, I've really keyed onto the fact I wish I had more fermenters to play around with and do more fun stuff. Uh, so that that's for sure. Um, we only distribute in Western New York and we're just about to start expanding. Um, but the, the philosophy was kind of be very kind of new Glarus and go as deep as we could and, um, and build those relationships and stay close. So, um, so, and, and I think there's a lot of power in the word local right now, you know, with over 8,000 of us. So that's, you know, that was kind of the goal. Um, so we still have room to kind of grow and expand our, our footprint. So I'm glad I did that, but you know, the bills are a little bigger when you have a bigger system, the bills are, are a little bit bigger. So, you, you know, you got to hustle. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so it's a 30 brew house and you have 90. 35. So doing, sorry, but so you're doing three flips in a day to fill a tank and that's a day's brew. And then you do that. Yep. Okay. Right on. And are they, are you doing kind of longer ferments or are you doing ale ferments? What's we're doing ale ferments for, you know, for, for the <laughs> most part, we do do a couple longer ones, but um, yeah, for the most part, the word, we're pretty pretty ale based to so you can make a ton of beer like a ton of beer well that's yeah that's shocking that's good for you i'm just you know in my head because i'm still trying to figure out how to sell you know 20 more cases of boat the the math you're my greatest shot to digest while talking is like oh my god the potential there is enormous that's great do you have a kind of key beer or flagship or whatever we're calling it these days that's kind of your regional this is the, if you see my tap it's going to be this beer beer yeah we have um we have three we've got the ipa um and then we've got a double which is our our little guy and he he grows faster but he's he's a lot smaller as far as the volume <laughs> goes you know and then yep. uh we, we have a czech pilsner um that we okay. uh, that was our first beer that we made to dial in the system uh to make sure the system everything was clean and where it needed to be so it's um, funny that that's neat. That's fun. I, li- I like the because uh, when you said we have three guys, an IPA and a double IPA, I was like country and western. <laughs> yeah. um, but then there was there was the hard left to uh, to, to check pills. I was like, oh, thank God. I was like, I'm gonna have to yell at her. I know, I right? Have to yell at her. If she says we have an IPA, a double IPA, and a pale ale. Well, an IPL. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can I go back to something that you said though? Because I I, I was struck in talking with a lot of other brewers and we didn't get a chance to have this conversation because I knew you were coming on, but um, Genesee looms so large there where it is part of everyday conversation. It's, you know, a large employee, it's been around forever. Um, there's a sort there's a sort of the sense of regional pride uh, in that beer. When you're talking, you know, local cells and local is interesting these days. Is it tough to become part of that conversation of local beer because Genesee is the 900 pound gorilla or has Um, it made it easier because people understand what local beer can be? 
Yes and no. So first of all, what I have to say about Genesee is they are amazing to us. They let us use their um, their, their testing equipment, um, their big, expensive, fancy stuff. They give us sensory panels to work and, and teach us. They started a group called the 585 where we all get together and drink. They really have acted like this amazing big brother to us. And I think it's all... Um, it's all really raised us up. Like it's made us, it's made us all better. Um, it's, it's made a wonderful camaraderie in the area where we all get along because we're all getting together on a regular basis. So, um, so there's instant love in the area for Genesee. I mean, we just, they're, they're fantastic. I grew up with a keg in the basement. That's how I, you know, started, you know, loving beer. Nice. So I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, but then I would also say that they really are a local Beer. And, and so I, you know, I grew up with them here, so I love them. But from what I hear, you know, we are their largest market, hands down, that outside of our market that they don't sell nearly as much as, as they do here um, in our area. So um, you guys can probably talk to that better than I can. But um, so, yeah, so, I mean, when they come out with some of their, their fun stuff, um, it is hard to compete with that. I mean, there's just pallets that are dropped. And, you know, I did a, um, we have a cranberry Berliner you know, that comes out in the winter and, uh, and it's a huge seller for us. And it was going up, you know, 30% every year that it was, it was coming, it was going out. They did uh -huh. a cranberry Kolsch and it totally, you know, it, it killed my, it killed my Berliner. <laughs> so I, I still love them, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but it was, you know, you're, you're not going to grab uh, my Berliner for, you know, 14, 15, 99, when you can grab a, a 12 pack of, um, you know, their, their Kolsch for nine 99. So. Well, I don't know that I, I understand that most people won't, but not nobody will, right? Might I suggest adding spruce tips to your cranberry Berlin? There you go. Trust Absolutely. Me, trust me. <laughs> trust that me that's what tree. we that's what we do in winter, and it goes right out the door. So try it. Um yeah, that that's interesting because I I, I don't know when has Genesee Gen C, how do you say it? Is it Genesee or Gen C? Genesee. 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 All right. Has Genesee always tried to Tennessee. be fun? Because uh, Tennessee, <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee. Um, now it's going to be in uh, your. <laughs> it's. Uh, I can't. I got Arrested sing. Development in your head now. Yep. That's that's <laughs> going to That's a sticky one. That's not yep. going away soon. I might have to regulate just to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, has Genesee always god damn it, it really did stick. Um, has Genesee <laughs> has Genesee always tried to be fun? Like, I don't really become aware of them trying to be fun till they somehow got involved with other half a couple times a couple of years ago. Were they always putting weird, interesting shit into the world your whole life, or is this part of the adapt to the craft culture of a smarter big business? It was a smarter big business move. And a guy named Dean Jones is over there now, and he's won like 10 GABFs. I mean, he's a fantastic brewer. That small system that you saw, John, that's his yeah. playhouse. Um, and he's just, a, he's just a great guy. So with him and a couple of other execs at, at Genesee, they were really the, the and you know, and he, 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 he's, he's a huge craft beer advocate, Dean Jones is. So, um, uh, so they really were the, I think the founding force behind that. And it just, it was the smart play. 
Um, you know, it's, it's a close community uh, and it made them, you know, white hats instead of black hats, if that makes sense, yeah. as far as, yeah. you know, big beer goes. Um, it does, especially when we're talking about Tennessee. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, all right. So, so good on them. I like that you're still favorable on it. I'm wondering if you're held captive and must say nice things about them on the radio. If we got you alone and put eight beers in, if you'd say the same, but you don't have to answer that. I just, I just wonder, but yeah. So, cause we live in the shadow down here of Bud Light mm. and, and what's funny about like that level. I mean, I, I know we're so far past Genesee when we talk about Bud Light, but I don't even think AB could get evil with us if they wanted to. However, their distributors can and do. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. they're so big that their distributors operate at a level at which I think Gen C would. And does that make sense as a comparison? Do you guys have that experience? Do you do you, can you self-distribute? Do you or do you do you shop that out? I I do not. I I do distribute just because we were bigger and um uh, I, it's just me <laughs> as far as like running kind of the operational part of it. Uh, I have amazing brewers. Um, but, uh, so yeah, so I, 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 immediately went to distribution just because I knew I had to get that volume out. So, um, uh, so yeah, so, and we know we see the exact same thing here with distribution that you're talking about. So, um, it, yeah, it's, it, it's tough, um, that with, uh, with bigger beer, sometimes they definitely well, also, make it, they make it easier. Sorry, I interrupted, but you, you also have Labatt to contend with as well, as far as, you know, the nine, the 1900 pound gorilla, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. See, now what's funny is that obviously we all know Augie Carton's scope is improperly focused and completely useless. Yep. But I haven't thought about Labatt since I was 16. And I think about Gen C quite often. Sure. But up there, I couldn't walk past a bar without, both a Genesee and Labatt neon in the window. And the cases inside the, the, the package stores were, were piled high of Labatt and the billboards and, you know, the radio ads and everything else. It was. Does, does everybody. Wall like of sound. Both? Does everybody like both Gen? Is there not like a red state, blue state, Genesee, Labatt. Uh, difference? Like a, like a Bushmill Jameson <laughs> thing. Is, is that not. I well, think those are two different not religions, but yeah. Yeah, Genesee is Genesee. So is, is Red State, Blue State, John. Yeah. No. Genesee is <laughs> anyway, endeared. And, oh, sorry. No, I'm, I'm no sorry. I want to hear your answer, John. And I just got <laughs> got involved in each other, so I wanted you to start over and let me listen. Go. Genesee is is uh, is kind of adored, and um, Labatt is just another a big another big uh, beer for us. Now, do you think they were destined for that before they brought this 10-time GABF winner on and got involved with people like other half? Or is that just, it's a regional feeling and they just did a good job staying ahead of it? Or have they somehow dug their nails into it by by committing to a, a newer approach? Because everybody I can think of in their class didn't do what you're saying, right? Everybody else tried to seltzer and tried to, you know, ice tea and try to do all that shit. And from what I know, Gen C has tried to stick to beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have a they have an NNA out there now. I think they are trying to do a couple extensions around. So, um, but um, 
but wait, wait, what was the question, Augie? <laughs> I was, I was wondering if I, so I was wondering if, if this is a through line or is this something they recaptured by focusing on their market with a different style of brewing than most big brewers? Yeah, I think it's, or, or something that organically happened because um, of Dean Jones's influence uh, okay. over there. Um, and, you know, they, you know, they loved Rochester and they loved the fact that, you know, people were, were loving the, the craft beer movement here. And so they kind of wanted to get on board with that. So we've done a collab with, with Genesee as well. It's it sold out right before it even went out the door. It was gone. So, um, and that's the same thing with the other half. Uh, and that was, you know, that was, that, that was quite the, the interesting situation going on when, uh, when that came out, but, um, that sold out immediately as well. Yeah, it's, it, I don't want to spend our whole day talking about Gen C, but what 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 other half and I identify as things called oak cream ales, I think is the exact opposite of what Gen C identifies <laughs> as cream ale. So I was like, I wonder if there was any like, no, 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 or uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You guys are small enough. You don't have to know what cream ale is. But um, but that's fun. So let's let's get back to talking about you and where you're at. And so with with do, do you wish you had a small pilot system to make doubles like john was talking about over there at your spot or do you find that it's better to focus on a certain size sort of thing because one of the things that confuses me when i look at my business is there's the certain beers i have to make enough of for x amount of accounts that are 10 years old the flagships if you will and then there's all the stuff i truly obsess on which if i made it at that size 90% would go unsold. Right. You know what I mean? So, so I need to have both of those outlets. Do you feel that for your business or, or, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, um, I, I do, we have a Sabco, so, I mean, we get to play around, you know, with, uh, you know, a couple of kegs here and there and the guys do do some really fun stuff, uh, on those. And, and that's, you know, we do a little barrel age stuff. Um, so that kind of, that keeps it fresh. And, and I, that's so important to keep, the brewers happy as well. I mean, we have, we have an amazing brewer, Phil Platts and, you know, um, he's, he's the heart and soul of, of the brewery and, uh, you know, keeping him happy, you know, he loves doing barrel aged, um, things. And so, um, whatever he wants to do, I say, just go, go, go play with it. Um, so yeah, so we have a 15 barrel, but yeah, it is really hard to scale down. I think our average, um, batch right now is probably somewhere between, uh, it's probably like a 45, I would say. Um, uh, and, um, uh, yeah, I wish we had something, wish we had room where we're kind of tight. Uh, I wish we had room for, you know, a couple more thirties in there instead of the five nineties. Yeah, I, I, I get that, but there's gotta be a way to do it. It was, uh, stouts in Pennsylvania where I found they just threw a whole bunch of 30 conicals outside their building and buried the cones subterranean so they wouldn't freeze. That's cool. And I was like, I was like, well done, Carol. Neat and good solution to that problem. I, yeah. know, there's always ways. Keep thinking. You'll always find yeah. something. No, anyway, we've we've been chatting so far. We're well through beer one. So yes. uh, let's get to that. What brings us together on Steal This Beer is a kind of candid conversation about beer, what it is, not what we hoped it'd be what it's doing, not what we wanted it to do, and how it tastes, not how we got it. 
Uh, how we got it was Justin mailed it to us, obfuscated in tinfoil for three quarters of us and wrapped in painter's tape for one of us. Um, and I am drinking blind out of an opaque black glass, as is Mr. John Hall. No, you're not. No, John's I'm drinking road, straight so from John's the can. A, I'm drinking straight John's, from the can. John's straight from the can. And what about you, Jen? What are you sipping out of? I have. I took one of my uh, fancy glasses, one of my fancy uh, Rydell glasses, and I, I cut a hole in the top of the sock, and then I like put a sock over top of it. I love it. It's amazing. I love this. <laughs> I love this. I Rocky. like how you said it like the high school in Greece instead of... <laughs> Uh, that's fun too um all right so i don't want to go first because we all know what i think of this beer yeah um but i like that for me it it so this conversation has kind of a hometown feel to it and this feels like a hometown beer to me so i'm going to pass to either one of you to go first and then i'll just stitch it up with oh god i love small brown ales so i don't do this all all this often but i will say uh jen mentioned that she'd been listening to the show for a very long time uh so thank you for that um so she is not unfamiliar with the premise of it and so jen why don't you go first oh um well there's a lot of malt and it's a love it's a, a totally clean um I, I love the malt i love that sweetness that i'm getting there at the end um yeah full you know f- very balanced I, I i i really like this is anybody else getting coffee on this so like of some kind or like like there's that sweetness on the end where i keep coming back to like Oh, it's lactose, but then it kind of disappears for more of that nice roasted, uh, and it's not like an overly roast. It's like a toasted, you know, brown malt, but it's not a, um, I don't know. I'm getting like sweetness and I'm getting like a little bit of coffee, but that could be all malt derived. I'm, I'm getting more toast, um, but I'm definitely getting that sweetness. Yeah. So, um, let's, let's unpack what John's saying in doing the one of the constant battles I have on the show. And when I'm trying to explain the intentions for my beers is talking about the difference between flavors and flavored augmented versus adjuncted. And John, when you're saying it tastes like coffee to you, what keyed in for me is there's something to this beer that if I was tasting coffee with a coffee guy, and he said, do you get cherry? I'd say yes. But it would be that kind of cherry you taste in coffees that are aromatically like cherry. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's nothing like a cherry except that it's this cherry aromatic co- component of coffee. This mm-hmm. has that kind of cherry aromatic of malts for me where it almost leans into a sourness but not any kind of beer sourness it's just like this flavor of a good tart cherry in the malt's finish but my problem is if i say that you know this whole thing we do this game we play is communicating flavors and so often these days if i say it tastes like cherry people react with no it doesn't and I'm not good at caveating what I mean, but do you know what I mean there? Like the coffee you're getting, I think is the cherry I'm getting. And I think they're the same thing. Does that make okay. sense? Sure. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, I love it. It's just a small drink of brown. It's got that little, we've talked about it before in terms of boat, but that neat little, like somewhere where the yeast finishes against the grain and it gives it this peroxide, you know, cleanliness finish. I love that. I just, I want to drink the fuck out of this beer. Like this is another one of those beers. I wish was on tap at a bar. I could go to for 12 hours. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is, this is one of those ones where if I was buying a six pack of it, I would have to buy another six pack of it because not only would I be going through it, I imagine the other folks that I'd be drinking with would be going through it. Yeah. So if you had this months. at your house and you had less than a case, you would have wasted my time having me drive over. <laughs> Augie's not crossing the Driscoll for anything less than a case of beer. Yeah. If, I, if I like a beer and you have two, just go fuck yourself. Wow. Um, Hurtful. <laughs> I mean it. I mean I it. I know you do. We made the mistake of that at our own brewery where we made a beer a couple weeks ago that I liked enough that I wanted to drink it. So I started showing up to places instead of having that mixed. Here's the last eight things I did case. I had, here's a case of my beer that I'm drinking this week. And I destroyed a couple people with it. That was a, that was bad on me. Good. But yeah, man, you got to buy this beer by the case. If I'm coming over to your house, cause, and you know, the worst part is one case probably isn't enough. Probably. Jen, where are you drinking this beer? I am drinking this in a, uh, in a dark uh, bar in the village where it's got, you know, that wonderful like layer of grime kind of, but in a, in a really good way. Um, I'm, McSorley's? Yeah, and, and, and like, no, not McSorley's. Tiger. Uh, and, um, but, you know, just that a really nice, a good layer of grime listening to live music. Like this is, I could drink this all night long. First of all, first of all, Justin, when was the last time that you were a tiger and you saw a layer of grime? <laughs> Well, yeah. I why mean, would you come on, dude? You're thinking of the layers, right? I mean, are you You're thinking of chumleys? Like, I could do chumleys, but like, you know, that doesn't have yeah. live music. The, the new, the current tiger has windows. That's not the bar she was just describing. <laughs> right. <clears throat> fair enough. Fair enough. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, um, what are we drinking? Newberg. Yeah. Red. What are we drinking? Newberg. Oh, shut up. All right. Yep. So, so now I'm not now I'm embarrassed for not guessing it. I know. I thought you is had it a fresh batch? Is it a fresh batch? I don't know. I didn't check the date, but I saw it and I was like, oh yeah, I gotta buy that. Of course. Hold on, I'm opening it. I don't even know. Uh, it there's a blue dot on the bottom. See if you can read a can. Mine's still full enough that I don't want uh, to. Uh 112121. Fairly no, yeah. so for a brown, it's fine. But if yeah, it was an yeah. IPA, I'd be mad. Yeah. Got it. This beer always delights me. I knew. I knew it would. I knew it would. I love this beer. Yeah. Ooh, look, it says soft and toasty. <laughs> right on the front is 4.2. John, three cases. I'm changing the order. John, three cases. It's 4.2. It comes in okay. four packs. So, yeah. The, right. the case is 24 cans, no matter how you package it. Yeah. Kennedy. Right. Yeah, six, four packs. Yeah. God damn it, Kennedy. Um, so Jen, let's get back to lion. So so when you say young lion, the concept, the young lion. Oh, I guess the lion is a that's right. There is a brewery called the lion. There is. Um, and it makes beers like Gen C Cream Ale, funny enough. Um, let's get to uh, so you say you started the idea at 11 and hit the ground running in 15. What, what's that gap? What were those five developmental years about? 
So uh, the real story is yep. that I got divorced. So oh, I know, go. right? So there I had started go. up, we were, uh, I had, you know, Price Waterhouse originally started, oh, up really? a couple com- started a couple companies and sold them. Uh, we were in Manhattan at the time. Uh, and, um, you know, uh, so after we sold them, I kind of got surprised by a divorce in 2011. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do now? All I know how to do is like start up these companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open a brewery because I've always, <laughs> I've always been in love with beer. And, uh, you know, my maiden name is Jaeger with a J. Um, so German household. And, um, and yeah, so I just started working on it in 2011, putting my plan together. And then in 2015, I fell in with two other women. Uh, one had a background in hospitality and the other had this beautiful location right on the shore of one of the Finger Lakes that she, her family wanted to develop and they needed an anchor. And they said, Hey, will you come open a brewery? And I was like, Oh, hell yeah. So, um, that's how it, that's how it started. So we're one of the few, less than 2% of the breweries in the U S are truly woman owned and managed. And we are in that 2%. That's now, do we know if that's a shift up or down percentage wise? Cause even if it's a consistent 2%. So I, what I was going to ask you, and I guess I can fold it into the woman-owned thing, but so when you thought of this in 11, there were 1,800 breweries and that was exciting. Yeah. And when you got to it in 15, 16, there were 6,000 breweries on the way to nine. Yeah. So if we just do our 2%, you're talking about, 180 verse 20, right? So that's a lot more. But is that 2% consistent? Was it less than 2% when it was a much lower number? So I don't know. The only reason I know about the 2% is because of Dr. J from the Brewers Association and they they're doing this wonderful sort of push for inclusion. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I get that fact from. But it was really hard to find. Um, for a long time as to, you know, there's, there's a lot of couples. So just, you know, there's, there's yeah. and when I, you know, uh, out there, um, but it was really hard to find how many other, um, you know, uh, independent woman owned and managed breweries there were. So, um, so to long answer to say, I, I actually, I don't really know, but I know I went to CBC in Philadelphia. What is that? 2000, when was that? 2017, 16? Six or Let's say 16. 16. Or 16. Right. And I was alone, man. It was me and a lot of plaid and a lot of bearded men. <laughs> like so See, I walked in and I felt completely like alone. That's so funny. So so I and you know, again, I think we always talk about how I see the world differently. I think at my first um craft first conference. I somehow fell in with the Kim Jordan crowd. Oh, well, that's cool. And ended up out with her for like seven nights. And this is when I was still a brewery and planning. And, you know, so so there were five, ten brewers I knew back then, Vinny, Sam, Ken, and Kim. And Kim was the one I got to hang out with. So for me, it was like, oh, it's all about this wonderful genius woman and how she folds all her employees in. And this is who we have to be when we grow up. So I guess two different, two different sides, but to be fair, mine wasn't in Philly. Mine was out West. So that may be a different travel thing. Um, super interesting. Um, the inclusion thing. So I actually lament the inclusion thing. I don't think they're doing near enough 
to help us be inclusive. Um, what, have you found that they are helping you find uh, people of color, people of different association, women to to bring in? Because every time I ask for help, I get none. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if you're finding they're as good at this as, you know, as it's as you hope, or you can make me feel better about it because I feel like they're really letting us down in that, and maybe well, I'm alone in that. But I mean, even as a woman in this industry, I'm not sure I could quantify to you exactly what it is to do to change that. I think some of it has to be, and you know, um, and thank you to John Hall, um, has to actually come from um, things like the press. You know what I mean? And it has to come from things like marketing where you actually show women drinking and you have to go from, um, I know this is, you know, uh, a loaded statement, but you have to go from sort of that misogynistic, um, marketing that used to happen, you know, back in the eighties and nineties to what we have today, which is an inclusive, um, uh, situation where, um, women drinkers, number one are welcome to the table. I think it's a little different at West than it, maybe it is on the, on, yeah. on the East coast, you know, I think that women drinkers have been welcome to the table longer than they have been, uh, yeah. on the East coast. But, um, but once that happens and once women have felt like, okay, you know what, I can, I can, I love this liquid and I always have, I just always felt kind of weird about loving it and you feel welcomed in the industry. Um, then I think organically that's going to change. I don't know if that answered your question or not, but I think that they're doing everything that they, they are actively trying to do more. Um, but I think it also has to be, um, an ideological shift. Is that the right word? Ideological. Ideological. Thank you. I think is the word you're going for. When you're relying on Augie to pronounce words for you correctly. (laughs) Holy shit. See, this is what happens when you give me a nice, pleasant 4.2% nut brown ale. I can talk just fine. (laughs) jump onto beer four my friend it's gonna be it's oh gonna yeah be shit but here, <laughs> but here I, so you know what just happened is while i said that i was like fuck this one needs an opener i'm unprepared me too so, um <laughs> oh, go get it but you know Jen, to, to your point though it, it it's not even just a shift in the tone of advertising but it's also been a shift in the tone of tap rooms themselves in 20 or so years of going to breweries, it used to be, you know, hey, here's our warehouse in a, you know, undesirable part of the the, the, the city that we're in with a couple of couches left over, you know, from the curb at the outside the frat house. Um, it, it wasn't a welcoming space really for anybody. Um, but by and large, you know, women didn't always feel safe there. And I'm just speaking from my own wife's experience where she's like, I don't want to be here. Um, you know, 20 years ago at a lot of breweries. With that we you. I like that you cut off but, the end of that sentence. <laughs> well, that hasn't changed. But the but <laughs> I say, I've that the four seasons now where there's, there's architecture and there's thought and there's comfortable seating and you know purse hooks underneath the bar. Like, I mean, there, there's there's all sorts of things that exist now um that have been subtle changes that are important changes and you know, it, it's made the spaces where beer is made more welcoming. At least, you know, that's that's what I've been told. It definitely. And and also a huge point that I really want to make is that it is changing so fast and in such a wonderful way. Um, the difference between when I went to that CBC concert to now is exponentially different. It's It's incredible. There are you know, women's groups out there, they're, you know, just talking about beer. There are, you know, it's, it's a completely different world, which is fantastic. It's getting better. 
Good. Mm. I like to hear something positive. Thank you. And uh, I hope it just continues to get better. I want, I want, I want all the world to have more fun drinking beer and a lot less fun drinking seltzer. I just can't figure out how to make it happen. What? You're like a Coke commercial. Yeah, that's me, Don Draper. Um, So uh, is that a good show? I haven't seen that yet. I hear there's a lot of smoking. Okay, Um, I'm in. But anyway, anyway, uh, wow, you were right about beer three, huh? It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. Beer four. It's beer four. Beer four. I'm sorry. This bottle. This Mm. humble bottle. This humble glass vessel holding such a delightful. So here's the thing. Last time we were drinking out of a bottle shape like this, you pointed out to me that I knew what it was because I knew the bottle shape. And I'm the looking heritage, at this going, heritage bottle. But I'm looking at this going, Sierra doesn't make a triple. No. <laughs> um, no, but I know who does. And I'm going to guess that I know what this is. And I'm super excited by it because I've been buying a lot so wait, of this recently. Are you super excited by it because it's a textbook triple? I don't, I'm not, yes. I don't want this to sound as pejorative as it will, but. This just feels to me like some American, and I'm saying American because of the bottle shape, Yep, just made an authentic mm-hmm. Belgian triple, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's got that little tiny bit of clove, a whole bunch of candy sugar, a little bit of phenolic, nice mouthfeel, and it's boozy AF. Yes. Right? So yeah. it's all the things John Hall likes, but, but I feel like if you gave this to Michael Jackson, he'd be like, oh, yes, that's a triple. I don't feel, I feel like this is the out of time category of, classic belgian triple well, so you're saying thank god and but wait i'm asking yeah. you your statement you're saying thank god an american is doing an exact copy of a belgian beer i'm i'm saying thank god that this beer tastes like a triple that i want to drink and it hasn't been unadorned with Madagascar oh, you mean adorned with adorned or, with you know or whatever <laughs> You know, people are doing to triples really? these days. See, I or, feel like it wants yeah. some hazelnuts and and Irish cream. No? Then, then I I know a place in the Meadowlands that can hook you up. But <laughs> that's this true. Is, that's true. Uh, no, this is just there, there's something to be said for classic styles that are made in a traditional way. In a and all of the notes that you gave, I I I I, I agree. You know, with that, um, this is just. I don't often flock to this style, but if I do, I don't want bells and whistles. I want well-constructed, and that's what this okay. is. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now, Jen, but I want to hear what Jen has to say. Yeah. What do you think? It's a big beer. Fucking that's- A. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Good morning. Um, but you know what? It's like, yeah, no, I, um, whatever, what this is, like the fact that I'm not getting any hot, but I can tell that it's a big beer. I mean, kudos to them, man. This is, um, no, this is great. Oh, I'm this getting is, a lot uh, of hot. You're getting hot. I'm not getting no. hot. Oh yeah. This, this is, this well, is ferment. This is fermented dextrose, not fermented maltose. Well, your um, palate's better than mine, Augie. So no, the, oh. the, 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 here's the thing, right? We had that, that <laughs> we've had really hot beers on the show before this presents where the alcohol is coming through. But it is not harsh. It's not phenolic. Oh no! Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I'm not so, being mean to it. I'm not. I'm no. not saying it's it's ethyl. I'm saying it's it's hot. Like it's a boozy fucking beer. What I like about it is the yeast character is stitching the part that feels like sugar fermentation to malt fermentation as a triple should. 
it's but it's yeah but there's a lot of body from this that is only alcohol body there's yes the malts aren't giving this any of its body no but there but there is coming off of the yeast i'm guessing is a a really nice soft um fruitiness to it as well uh, i yes. can't quite pick up where like what it is but there is this really nice almost fruit blossom of some some kind that comes off of it very faintly in the end that just perks up everything um a little bit more and i want to know more about the hops just because you know this this earthy herbal i want to say i want to say from my wine learning yeah the flower you're trying to identify as hawthorne oh but i don't want to promise you that you would need to get a a hawthorne flower to smell but i believe that's what you're talking about what i will give it a last bit of praise before we identify where we're drinking and what it is is i like how persistent the clovey spice is without being dramatic at any point right it's it's a certain amount of okay that's a belgian ester that stays there like completely done with it now i'm still tasting that little tiny bit of cloviness and it wasn't like, oh, it was huge and now it's tailed off. It's kind of sticking at a level that's good. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing over the top about this beer. This is just well-crafted and, 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 and well-made. Yeah. All right. So Jen, you know the part where we write the sentence. Where are you drinking this? I'm drinking, uh, I'm laying in the grass somewhere drinking this. Nice. Like this is- nice. You know, nice. uh, and it's it's like hot, but not too hot out. Um, and yeah, hopefully I can get home after having a couple of these. <laughs> wherever Lyft. I am. This is why Lyft Uber. exists. <laughs> yeah, no but doubt. no, yeah, definitely grass. I think this is how I roofie John Hall. <laughs> I think this is a perfect Terrible. way. Usually when I want to get John Hall wasted, I just commit to his general good nature and give him obviously things that are going to get him wasted but if somehow i needed to sneaky get john wasted i think if i brought a six pack of this it would just happen i think this comes in four this is fun to drink this is a good time but blah 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 blah. but here's the thing so i i i will probably willingly go along with that what what i will say is i i since i think i know what this is uh, my mind. Well, you're like, allowed to say we've all done everything. Oh, okay, so I, you can I, now guess and have Justin tell you. This this right. has to be Allagash Triple. You're right, John. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I want this with oysters. Really? Yeah, Oyster. I want to be yeah. seaside somewhere in northern New England uh, with a uh, like a chalice type glass of this. Um, you know, like one of those Abbey style glasses. And I want a plate of oysters next to me. Nice, John. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fun too. I would definitely get you fucked up if I was at that picnic table. So yeah, this is um, Allagash Triple. Um, we've had this in the show a couple times before in different formats. I think this is the first time in a small bottle, a twelve-ounce bottle. Um, how do we usually get pound it? cans? Well, what's that? Were they putting this in pint cans before? No, we've had it in a 750 bottle and then also an aged version in a 750 bottle uh, before this. Jesus, 750 mils of this would... (laughs) 
Well, you scared. know what? I think I'm wrong. I think I'm wrong. I want to completely take that back. I think 750 would make me be careful with it. I think this 12 ounce bottle would get me fucked up. That's a good point. And John asked about the hops. It's Nugget and uh, Hollertow. They don't say which Hollertow, but okay. It's pro- it's Middlefew. If you don't say, it's always Middlefew. Okay. Um. Uh, cool. Good on. I love when I. I don't know why I'm always like, oh, Allegash impressed me again because they kind of always impress me. But, but yeah, I guess their shtick is authentically Belgianing, and fuck, they nailed that. Right. Authentically Belgium and black IPAs. <laughs> oh, that black IPA was so good. My store still has that. I'll send you guys that more. <laughs> anyway, so let's get let's get back to to young lion. So, how long before you change to middle aged lion? Is <laughs> how long do you get to be a young lion? Oh, funny. So, uh, young lion comes from when they were building the Erie Canal here in uh, oh. upstate New York, and they didn't think Rochesterville was a very sexy name. So they said, we want to get, I know, right? So they wanted to get young people here. So they, in 1838, they started calling the area Young Lion. Now, everybody I know born and raised in this area has no idea of that story. I hired a very expensive company in California to help us find a name because it was so hard. Uh, And they said, well, what about Young Lion? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And they said, your area, it was called Young Lion of the West. So, I feel like uh, it wasn't, and they just wrote that into a wiki to justify their bill. Right, right. Like, keep an eye and see if that fact stays authentic. <laughs> 100%. I like Young Life. So wait, it was it? Because I only know it as Rochester. Is it Rochesterville? No, it was Rochesterville. It was Rochesterville, oh, and then they changed it to Rochester. Skip uh, it right over Young Life. Lion, surprisingly. Exactly. That's 100%. That's yeah. Young Lion. Wow. Marketing always confuses me, but that is, I mean, that is daring marketing. I say we just start calling ourselves, what, what's the name Homer gives himself? Max Power. Oh yeah, Max Power. Right, so it's like, it's like Rochester's not a good name. Let's call ourselves Awesome Town. Um, I like it. Good idea, marketing. So what else do we need to know about Young Lion? You are reaching out past the boundaries of the greater Rochester metro area. Yeah, Did you say that at the top of the show? Yeah. And I, I think, uh, you know, we're, we're starting to look at the rest of uh, New York State, but I think we'll stay in New York State, um, at least, you know, for now. Uh, you know, we get, you know, people reaching out to us every now and then for um, for out-of-state stuff, but um, I'm, I'm kind of loving being in there. Did you know, like, 6% of New York State beers are sold within New York State, as opposed to Vermont, which is like 70 or 90%. Um, which I think is why there's been such a big challenge for, for New York beers to, to grow. So, you know, so, um, so the goal is to have everybody, um, you know, uh, continue to sell, you know, sort of in New York state if we can. Yeah. At the top of the show, I think you mentioned that kind of new Glarus approach and, and I kind of know what, what you mean and that like, you know, so for New Jersey, it's the laws that make us pull from everywhere. Um, but we're so used to pulling from everywhere. It's hard to make people be like, but now you have a hundred local breweries. You could drink mm-hmm. one beer a night for six months and have a different local beer every time. Why don't you give that a shot? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we just got this from California. And I'm like, I don't get it, but you know, it's tough in our region, I think. Um, but yeah, it's, New York State should have enough people for a good-sized brewery, right? 
Like it's just getting it to the right people. Yeah. Well, it's just, it doesn't, New York has been drinking a lot of out of state beer. So, I mean, now that I think, I think there's sort of this upward and that's, that's a big reason for the, you know, the governor's cup that John and I were at as well as sort of like to, to, to elevate and to show anyway, the beers that are actually being made in, in, in New York state to, to other New Yorkers. To New Yorkers. Good on you. I hope it works. And then if it does teach me so I can do it here in Jersey. Do you know Um, what percentage of, uh, Jersey beer is drunk in Jersey. There's, I don't uh, know. I know really weird things about Jersey. Like, do you know we are the only state other than Colorado where Coors Light outsells Bud Light? Wow. Yeah. And all of the Bud Light in America is made in our state. And if you really want to understand, it's nine million barrels a year of Bud Light are made in Newark. I'm pretty sure that they have with some of their other breweries, they must be making it at some of the other breweries. I, I, if that's true, I don't know. I'm still waiting on a response from, from the thieves on uh, who's making Cezanne DuPont in the U S you gotta, you gotta either do the work of being a journalist, John, or let it go. I'm Um, that's, that's how, that's how we're going to play this from now on. Um, but anyway, no, because so maybe that's changed. And I'm sure you're right, because Bud's so heavily into the Bud Light brand that I'm sure Bud Light seltzers are made somewhere in St. Louis. But at some point when the Brazilians bought AB, they made Newark the place that makes Bud Light. Um, maybe that's changed, but that that did happen as far as I knew from local people that that they weren't making Bud there anymore or anything else. They were just making Bud Light there, but they were making all of it. Um, who knows? Moving on. I was just saying that we are, New Jersey people are just horrible people. We just, you know, if, if it's from here, we want to try something else. It's who we are. Uh, you can't get mad at them, Jen. It's just who they're going to be. Um, all right, cool. So, hey, Kennedy, my man. What's up? Got a letter? Nope. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. All right, good. Jen, do you have um, any questions? John says, Yeah, Jen, do you have a show. letter? Is there anything you wanted to ask Jen, us that we didn't get to? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you, every time I make Kennedy feel horrible for not having a letter, have you been like, I should write in dot, dot, dot? Uh, dear, steal this beer. Uh, I <laughs> Kennedy, my man. No, it's got to start man. Kennedy, my man, Jen. John, you lied. She doesn't listen to the show. Everybody knows the letter starts Kennedy, my man. <laughs> uh, so by the way, it looks like Bud Light was first brewed in the Los Angeles area brewery for Anheuser-Busch. Uh, and it seems to be still being produced there. Check. <laughs> oh, facts. Check. <laughs> You're in a list. I feel like you. I feel like you're on the Young Lion Wikipedia page. Region, not brewery. Um, Just what? I don't know. I'm 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 reading about Bud Light right now, and I'm I'm. He's fact checking you. That's what he. I'd doing. rather I'd rather no, not. He I'd rather not be doing this right now. I don't. You don't. Have anyway. To oh, thank- yeah, you definitely don't have. You to. Don't but have you know, to. you have to do Cass. Oh, well, yeah. first we well, have to first, thank yeah. Jen. First we have to thank Jen and find out where Jen does all Jen's socials, and then Cass knows what Cass has to do. So, Jen, if they want to track you down, if they want to come drink with you, if they want to taste the IPA, double IPA, and Check Pilsner, 
How do they, how do they do this? We are at younglionbrewing.com at younglionbrewing. You can find us on Facebook. Come visit us on the shores of Canandaigua Lake uh, up in <laughs> upstate New York. If you're chuckling. Canandaigua is a word I've never heard before. I like <laughs> beautiful, that beautiful downtown Canandaigua. There you go. Hey, hey, it's a Native American name. Uh, I like but it. No, it. I've it is never gorgeous. heard that word. So, John, I wish you had been here. Um, you had come and, and visited during the um, uh, during the summer because it, it really the Finger Lakes really are they're they're beautiful. So I'll be um, I'll be back soon. I promise. Okay, well, definitely come see us. But um, but yeah, that's where you can find us. Well, thank you so much for making time for us and joining us. And I, I, I'm intrigued by this garbage plate thing, even though Hall somehow avoided it. So maybe we will see you. And if we do, we will definitely come see you. Um, Cass, tell them yes. how to give us money. Well, first, we, we need some letters. Um, they don't even need to be about beer at this point. Just send us something. <laughs> Steal this beer podcast at Gmail. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a letter. You can send us a poem. <laughs> we'll read us. You can send us a drawing. Don't send us poems. You think we're mean to your letters? Imagine what we would do to your poems. I'm not going to read. You can any send poems. us original song lyrics. You can send us pirated song lyrics. No, don't do that no, either. Yeah, no song. Yeah, no song lyrics. John. You can send us your grocery. Send us list. the first draft of your movie script. That'll be questions about Cass's facial hair. That's a... yeah. <laughs> an ongoing, an tips. ongoing, changing thing. I've been growing a beard out, but it's almost time for a mustache. If you know, you know exactly. see me up in see me up in, at the New York State Brewers Conference in, in, in a Canadagua. If you stashed up around downtown Canadagua, say hi. That's not that you say that. Send us some love letters. Steal this beer podcast at gmail.com. Donators, patreon.com slash steal this beer. Thanks to those Patreons uh that do. Jen, I know you are one. Thank you. <laughs> Yay, Jen. Um, and yeah, follow us on all social medias. At steal this beer, Facebook, the Twitter, the Untapped, the Instagram. Well, we could really use some more followers over there. So you know, hype us up, y'all. Do that shit. Do that shit. All right, y'all. We appreciate your time. Thanks, and we'll Thank talk you, to you next Monday at five. Get at us. Cheers. <laughs>